Hello everybody, uh, here we are with a special extra or, um, yeah I had three words for it and I can't remember what the third was, but an extra episode of <laughs> the uh, Picky Bastards podcast where we're going to be talking about the Mercury Prize, which is, I'm allowed to say apparently Britain's best music prize. You're not actually, Sam vetoed that a few minutes ago. It's you Britain's best music it's prize. It's a music prize. It's a music prize. <laughs> Just a prize. It's Britain's best music prize. Um, so I'm here, the Picky Bastards, with the two normal Picky Bastards, Nicholas Parker. Hello, Nick. Hello. Mr. Matthew Paul. Hello. And we have re- welcomed back our very special guest, Sam Atkins, from last time. But as he's now been in here twice in a row, I don't know if he counts as special anymore. No. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> average now. now. That just makes me feel really... Do you still feel special? I, I, I want to feel special okay. okay. Sam is our very special guest on this very special episode <laughs> of... Picky bastards. So it's the it's the um, like I say the Mercury Prize where each year there's twelve album, albums shortlisted. One takes the prize, and the shortlisted albums this year are Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, A Fever Dream by Everything Everything, Everything Is Recorded by Everything Is Recorded. I think that's what it's called. Highest Hope by Florence <laughs> and the Machine, Lost and Found by Georgia Smith, uh, The Ooze by King Cruel, which if anyone listened to the last episode will know what I think about it. But never mind. Um, <laughs> no Shame by me. Lily Allen. Holiday Destination by Nadine Shaw. Who Built the Moon by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Novelist Guy by Novelist. Your Queen is a Reptile by Sons of Kemet. And Visions of a Life by Wolf Alice. Don't worry, we're not going to bore you for three hours and go into detail on every album. <laughs> I've set four questions that I'm going to give everybody two minutes each to talk about. And I'm going to be a proper dictator about it. So uh, get ready for that. And uh, I'm going to start with the question... Who do you want to win? And I'm going to give each person two minutes to answer that question. And I'm going to start with Matt. So, Matt, who do you want to win? (laughs) Don't interrupt me. I'm a dictator today. Your time starts now. Who do you want to win? I want everything, everything to win. And I thought this was a great album. I've always liked everything, everything. But I think um, this, for me, was their best album so far. Um, And since... uh, I've been listening to the all of the albums. It's the one that I always want to go back to listen to more, more than any of the other ones. It's always the one I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll start with that one, and then maybe I'll listen to some of the other ones afterwards. Um, I think it's just, yeah, I find it very... I've always liked the way he sings, but it really, in this one, crystallised how it feels very personal. Like, it's... His really high-pitched voice, for some reason, feels like he's just whispering in my ear, even when he goes really loud. Um, so I always feel like it's very... Especially when I have my, like, my headphones on and I'm like walking around, it feels like he's just right there, singing at me. Um, and, yeah, I always really like the, the lyrics and the way they kind of talk about modern life and how weird and um, fucked up everything is in a kind of funny and satirical way. Um, yeah, and so I guess I, I sort of like a favourite song on the album. I, I struggled as well to pick one because I think the majority of the songs are really good. Um, but And so that's probably why one of the other reasons why I think it's compared to some of the other albums. It's the best album of theirs. It's not uneven. It's, it's solidly good. Um, but if I had Take a favourite song, uh, Run the Numbers, or Good Shot, Good Soldier. Um, yeah, 
that two minutes? Is that you? Oh. Well, I'm going to make you talk for ten seconds longer so I can pay my... <laughs> ten seconds longer? Uh, my really obnoxious alarm at the end, because if I don't get to play it, I'll be very okay. upset. That's all okay. really cares about this and entire three, room. two, one. The lyrics are great. And, uh... Oh... <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, I'm so proud of himself. You're really putting the yeah. dick into dictator, aren't you? I'm doing my best, mate. I'm doing my best. I can't stop you it. Can't stop it now. I can't stop <laughs> it. Great. There right, we go. I've learned how to stop it. What um, about your phone? Come on. Right. I. I. Yeah. I'm not going to say what I'm going to say actually, but I've got a feeling that might be the only time we hear that album on this uh, first question. I'm going to go to Nick second. Ooh. Nick, okay. two minutes start now. What do you want to win? I would like everything, everything to win, please. Uh, if it's possible, I would appreciate that. Um, everything, Everything's album, A Fever Dream, is the best work they've done so far. Uh, I was a big fan of the last one as well, the name of which now escapes me, but it was it was a great album. They are producing something that I think is quite unusual, which is uh, basically a dance electronic album. I don't mean pure dance, but like a danceable album that's recorded absolutely exquisitely, like it's... Just stunningly polished recording quality um, all the way through. And that's something I think very special, actually. Something you don't get out. A lot of in-the-box recording happens when it's, when it's electronica and, and dance music, which is fine. But to do something like this is really unusual. So I thought that was a, a major plus for this album. The, um, the free, there's, there's a, a great example of this would be my favourite song on the album, which is Big Game, which I think is a sec- third or fourth song, which has this breakdown section in the middle where they recorded it in evidently in some massive like hall or something, and it just has this insane explosion of sound over something that's basically a danceable song. So again, to me, that's unusual and really worth something, really worth uh, this award. In point of fact, um, I thought the song construction in general is really good. So that's uh, that's really cool, and, and they've done that all the way through in the last the last album as well, and the one before it as well to some extent. So uh, that was great, and. I've almost, I've completely got past now the very, very idiosyncratic voice that the guy has, that the main lead singer has in, in the band, which a lot of people find quite off-putting, and we may hear that from others, I don't know. But um, I, I personally find it to be really interesting now and really fits with the weird song construction. So, so yeah, fantastic album. Also from Manchester, which is a great thing, so deserves the award. Will you stop all getting yes. to 10 seconds yes. or two minutes, please? <laughs> it's very frustrating. Oh, that's fantastic. Really? I timed it perfectly. I, I mean, I'm nearly there now anyway, so just one more time. Oh, just so you know. Yes. Now, how do I stop it? Pull down. Done it, done it, done it. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, that is too much. Such high for... tech here. He's holding his phone up to the microphone <laughs> to try and get the, the siren sound. This is the most fun I've had in weeks, people. Oh, so. Jesus. <laughs> right, God. so. Just taking a sip of my beer and we'll carry on. I'm going to go to Sam, um, probably to complete a hat-trick of a certain <laughs> band now. on let's previous see, conversations, see. but Sam, your two minutes start now. I don't know what you mean, um, I <laughs> definitely also don't want everything, everything to win this award, which I actually do, um, I, I think that um, I've loved the band as well for, for a very long time, and it's by far their best record, um, I think... Every single track on it um, gives you something more every time you go back to it. I think I think it's the oldest album on the shortlist of in terms of release. Mm. Um, so it's been pretty much a year, and I go back to it now and I get new things from each of the songs. Um, you, you hear new new things in the lyrics, and you hear the, like Nick was saying, the way it's it's produced is just so um, so interesting and so 
dynamic. Uh, every there's not a song on there that you could ever say um, is like boring to listen to. It's like just it's it's such a thrilling listen from start to finish. Um, and I, I think the bit the big moments like um, can't do and desire and the, these big like kind of um, arena filling songs still have this um kind of personable style to them and the in the way that he's he performs the lyrics and the way that it's kind of um just it, it's from it's from a real place um even though it is so big um and i think it's exactly the sort of album that should win the mercury prize and it totally deserves it um so Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. I've not even got, Perfect. there's not even enough time left for me to go for the, Aww. you know, so I don't get to do my alarm this time. Um, one thing I'm going to say, well, we, you both just, well, two of you have just mentioned how the sound production on everything, on everything, everything is fantastic. I just want to apologise if it's not on the podcast tonight because we're having a few technical problems with uh, Matt cutting That's in and okay. out. Okay, we can probably but compensate. Just already. in case, I'm just, I'm just putting, pointing it out because, you know, while we're talking about amazing sound production, yeah. we should we're be doing our best here, but Matt is 4,000 miles Yeah, away, Matt's on so. the other side of the world and yeah, he's yeah. just shoved a bagel or something <laughs> down his throat, so it's not helped. That's been the problem, yeah. Um, right, okay. So I've passed the <laughs> um, alarm over to Nick. And your time starts now. Well, I'm happy to say I don't want everything, everything to win. Um, anybody who has listened to many of the podcasts won't be surprised to hear that I want Nadine Shaw's Holiday Destination to win. Um, it can't be a surprise to many people. I mean, it's I introduced it as an art, Nadine as an artist I love, and I used this album to to highlight why I loved her so much. And uh, there's nothing else on this playlist that's changed my mind, even though there's some really strong strong albums on there. But for me, there's nothing that convinced me it's more deserving than Nadine Shaw. I mean, sonically, as you've just said about everything everything it's a it's a really original varied album but i mean holiday destination does that all the way through and i also think it's a really brave and honest album i love the way she sort of takes on the anti-immigration stance in our country at the same time as telling a really personal and relatable narrative that i really related to myself as well um and i also think she's she's made a kind of album that pretty much nobody nobody else has pulled off so well in the last few years. There's been lots of albums that have tried to talk about the times we live in um, and have struggled to really do a, a good job of it, and she just she just does it all the way through. Um, so, yeah, she's... And also, talking about everything, everything that being their best album, this is her best album. She's had three really good albums now, but she just... I think it'd be really good to see her win, I think it... But, on the other hand, it would really surprise me to see her win. I think she's... This year's Kate, Kate Tempest, really. I think it's a really personal and powerful album. Um, it's really political, but I don't think it'll win because of how political it is. I think the Mercury Prize sometimes shies a little bit away from the really political albums that are making a real stance. So I think, unfortunately, it'll miss out, but I'd absolutely love to see it win. And again, with 10 seconds to go. <laughs> Should we change it to a minute seconds. and a half for the next, uh, uh, next yeah. round? All right, fair enough. Let's wrap I mean, I was up joking. the pressure. I was joking, but we can. <laughs> Just so you can cut people off. No, no, that's fine. Okay, great. So, um, Well, we'll have a little chat about our opinions of who we, uh, who we yeah. wanted to win, although obviously there wasn't a lot of variation <laughs> there. I'll, I'll start by giving my, um, my thoughts on everything. everything. Yeah. Um, and I did really enjoy this album. I hadn't listened to it until until... I listened to this playlist, and even though Nick had 
I think I played you one song off it on vinyl, didn't I? Because I bought it on vinyl. It was so yeah, yeah. And so I think you also showed me a live performance that I, I was quite into, like on uh, KX, KXP, KXP or something. Yep. But um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that held me back from this being my favourite album on the list, even though it was quite high, was I feel like there's somewhere in between a sort of there's a lot of I see a lot of Radiohead influence on some of the stuff they're doing, even on his vocals, yeah. the Tom York vocals. I do. There's some I of the, don't at all. I, I do. Really go back to some of the, some of the early, early parts of the songs and some of the... And maybe maybe even more Tom York solo stuff than Radiohead, but I see that real influence. Ah. But I think on a couple of songs, for me, they did what a lot of people who are influenced by Radiohead do, and they went a bit too far and it became a bit Muse-like. <laughs> um, only a couple of times no. only a couple of times and only a couple of songs and I can't there's one of the songs near the end of the album which was a little bit too like pop rock anthem for me but there's a, there's a couple I don't, I don't want to slate this album at all I think it's great there's the, the one Stav too late something Stav now wants to slate you no, in return no I, I, I actually see I see what you mean thank you and I, I absolutely love it um, but I've spoken to people who were who were really big fans of like their first album mm. And have literally compared the latest stuff to Muse. Well, I'm like, glad it's not just me. Specific thing. And to Radiohead as well, instantly? Um, not Radiohead, yeah, I don't yeah, know never. what you're talking about that. <laughs> and it's, especially with their live show. Yeah. Like, me and Nick actually went, we went to see Everything Everything this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and I actually did speak to a few people who said that they, they got that kind of like rock of. I don't, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's yeah. that kind of, like, gothic rock vibe yeah. from some of it. Mm. And, yeah. and um, that's not what I got from the album when I listened to it, but I can kind of see yeah. what you mean. I mean, I, I think it's only on a very rare occasion. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple of songs. The, the song about the soldier is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, there's a couple on there I absolutely... I, and I do love the album. The, the opening song, Light of the, Night of the Long Knife, is brilliant mm. as well. And it's, yeah. it is a great album, don't get me wrong, I'll be going back to it a lot. It does really interesting that song. It's just that, as a small example of how clever they are with their song construction, that Night of Long Knives, it has this massive burst of sound, you know, da da da, you know, this huge chord c- comes out, right? Mm. It's off the beat, though, you know, it's off the one, which I absolutely love that. Mm. It's just simple little things like that, which I think in that respect I can see a Redhead connection because they do clever things about song construction. I don't really see any other song. I think if you spoke to this band and asked them, I think they would. Well, Radiohead there's not many bands who are guitar bands biggest in influence, country, but I just think they, they're, they're, they're doing more of the Radiohead though. stuff on, and actually maybe maybe it is the Tom York solo stuff more than it is because right. it's some of the beats that they use and stuff. But it's, I mean, it's, mm. that's not no bad thing, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, I was going to say the Radiohead's like your favourite. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. honestly being negative about this album. I do look. It's just the yeah. what I was trying to get at is that difference between a band like Radiohead and a band like Muse, and how easily that kind of music can go right. both ways. Right. And yeah. just on a couple of occasions, just to try and put some negativity on the album that you've all just chosen as yeah, his best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, all right. Well, you, what I was aiming to do was get everyone to give opinions on the other albums. Yeah, yeah. We only talked about two albums there. Nadine Shaw. Anyone want to want to make any Nadine comments? Shaw? I know we've talked about it before. Matt, what's but... your opinion on Nadine Shaw? You want to talk about it again? We talked about I it when we did well, the I, I had a tough time putting uh, not putting it in to anything because um, it's really really great. And so it was a really tough pick between this and everything, everything, I think. Ah, top two then, right. Yeah. Possibly Um, my top two as well. Top, yeah. Sam, you've not commented on the Nadine show on a previous podcast. Did you you enjoy it? Um, Yeah, I really, really did. Um, It might have been one of the ones that I 
picked for one of the okay well questions. we'll leave that then we'll leave that for now <laughs> um, you can't have somebody say something positive can you spoiled that surprise for me sorry um, but yeah I, I did actually really enjoy it cool um, I do think though there's, it's, there's minimal chance of, of it winning yeah. honestly yeah. I, I, I think there's minimal chance of both of these goes. I don't think either of these will win the prize unfortunately I'd be really happy with both of them but I don't yeah, think the, the, the only person who knows the odds at the moment is Sam who looked up the odds a few minutes ago have so you got the odds on the odds I, I feel like I should wait until the end oh, okay. okay fair enough we'll right, yeah. find out who cool. the betting people seem to think is going to win so alright well we're going right, to move then. on to the next question yep. the next question is uh, which album do you think will win yep. and I'm going to start with Sam this time so Sam go for it um, so for me um, the clear obvious winner here would be um, Georgia Smith She's been one of these artists um, that has had quite a lot of buzz for so many years. Um, she's been appearing on various lists and various awards and everyone's, like, top tip for the next year. Um, and much like Samford did last year, um, I think she's released an album that is kind of good enough that it warrants that early hype. Um, I think for me personally, it might not be one of the best albums on the list, Um but I think it's still a great example of kind of her talent and her um, her ability to write these sort of songs. And um, I think as a body of work, it's it's really great. Um, there's some songs on there, Blue Lights, and um, there's another one called Lifeboats, where it, she kind of pushes her own sound to this point, at which I think is um, exactly what she should be doing with her voice. Um, she had some earlier stuff before this album that I really, really liked and perhaps um, that wouldn't have worked alongside the rest of it. Um, so I think what she has produced makes the most sense for me um, as a winner here. Um, she's kind of the, the quintessential Mercury winner, I'd say, right now. Okay. Brilliant. 30 seconds cool. to spare. So Easy. I've just made a decision that I'm taking it down to a minute and a half from now on because I want to use my, uh, my you alarm. You don't want it to be relaxed at all. Twice. No relaxing. <laughs> I'm going down to a minute and a half and I will now be going to Mr. Nicholas Parker to tell okay. me who he thinks will win. Your time starts now. Okay, so I think uh, the most likely winner is the Arctic Monkeys um, and uh, I, I don't think it's guaranteed um, and uh, I don't want it to happen. I'll just point out, as probably obvious from the last recording. <laughs> but I could well imagine them doing it um, because they've done something that a lot of bands um, who get a lot of critical acclaim do, which is reinvent themselves in a totally new direction that seemed to be very experimental compared to what they were doing before. They've kind of come through to a second generation version of the band after a few albums which were fairly consistent, although nothing in my opinion is good as the first one but several albums that were basically rock albums now they've done this um I, again i'm hesitant to say super weird album because i think that might be really giving it more praise than it deserves just uh, <laughs> an album that has some oddball elements to it i'll put it that way um but ultimately um yeah as, as everyone already knows i think the album is um a band killer actually i think it kills the arctic monkeys as a band and creates just one songwriter uh sort of solo artist with uh, a backing band in a cheesy nightclub in vegas in the 70s uh that's what the album is but um that doesn't mean it won't win so yeah that's why i go with 10 seconds ago <laughs> uh, can't hear the buzzer you can't right. hear the buzzer okay well i'm gonna go next all right i've got this interestingly i'd already i'd already chosen the orders um 
but I'm going to go next. And, and it's your time be quite amusing. Now. So I think either the Arctic Monkeys or Georgia Smith <laughs> will take the prize. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, I'm leaning towards Georgia's Lost and Found. I said on the last episode that I thought Arctic Monkeys would win it. I still think there's a good chance of that, but I'm leaning towards Georgia Smith because I think she fits the pattern of the last few winners. So this is very similar to what Sam's just said. But when I say it fits the pattern, I think... Um, the last couple of winners have had hugely hyped albums. They've been they've featured on a lot of stuff before and people have been talking about them. They've gained a wide audience, particularly in a younger market. And um, and they seem to be the winners they've been going for recently. So Georgia, yeah, she fits this pattern. She'd also, in my mind, be a... And I, as much as I like the Arctic Monkeys album, I think she'd be a more deserving winner. Um, I think it would be unfair to say she was only winning because she fits the pattern. I think pattern. I think this is a really good album. I think she mixes genres really intelligently, which is not something I can say about the Lily Allen album, which is also on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to say, because I'm not going to get to talk about Lily Allen much, but it, she doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> there's elements of dancehall on this album, there's elements of R&B, there's elements of trip-hop, there's elements of soul, there's elements of hip-hop, and um, for someone so young, she's got a really amazing songwriting ability. Teenage Fantasy, one of the stands out, was written when she was 17, and I can see Nick going towards the uh, microphone, so I'm just going to get in the point that Blue Lights is absolutely fantastic. It's not too political a song to get past the Mercury judges, but it's just political enough. And he gives her music real credibility. I'm done. He fails. I'm glad, I'm glad you're the first one to trigger the alarm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's because I've got the most interesting shit to say, people. <laughs> oh, All right, so it. now Matt's up for this one minute, 30 seconds. Right, Matt. And the album, you want to, the album you think will win, Matt, go. Oh, and so I think it's going to be Georgia Smith as well. And, and I've been thinking this for a while. She was the first thing, first one that I jumped out when I first saw the list. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty much for the same reason uh, everyone's talked about before. Um, to pick some things that you guys haven't said, I think they appreciate um, or will appreciate the fact that she's an independent artist, um, which some of them aren't. Um, she seems to be doing everything kind of on her own terms. Um, and she has like yeah this whole like romantic story of like she wrote did a school project put it on SoundCloud and then Drake became her number one fan and then like this year she's doing collaborations with Kendrick and stuff so she has all of the hype all of the romance all the story that they like will fit perfectly with the publicity for Mercury like it goes really well for them um, and beyond that story, like the album's great. It's a really, like, like you guys said, it's a really solid album. Not my top two, but probably number three on 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 the list. And as this is like her first album, is I think yeah, she's seen yeah, like um, Sam said, she's tried a bunch of different other stuff out, and um, but she instead of like spreading herself too thin, she seems to kind of draw herself back in and make a more cohesive unit of one album which I, I think it was really good and that's time oh, for Matt to finish silence. right okay. she's great <laughs> she's great he sends me it's just that's yeah. what he's got at the end she's great yeah. I can't stop um, it great. To put, yeah Right, so that's uh, that's the albums we think will win. So we've got a few George Smiths in there, a couple of Arctic Monkeys. So there's again not much comeback on that. But um, Nick, I can talk about George Smith yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't totally in love with this album. I got to say, um, I think some of the comments you made about it being quite new. I, don't, I know nothing about the artist at all, for, as, as usual. I haven't done my research, so you know I just don't bother. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I do think that the production of the album was it, it, very, um, very amazing vocals, I felt like, all the way through, really powerful and convincing vocals. But I felt like it, it seemed like it was sort of sitting on top of the music, like the vocal was sort of sat on top of like a, a load of session musicians and stuff had been built in. And then George Smith had come in at the end and sort of sang over it. So, I mean, and it would be really uncharitable to use the word karaoke, but it is of that style in the sense that, in the sense that, in the sense that it is a piece of music that's been set first and then, the, then the, it's not been integrated well in the mix process. So it does sound to me like somebody singing something that's already been recorded over it. So um, that's a big problem I felt. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I thought, again, vo- vocals were very good, very strong. But as an album, I don't think it worked that brilliantly. So that's why it wouldn't have been in my top half. I think it's an example of your, your headphones maybe being a little bit too good. You spend like six, <laughs> £600 on a headphone and you can... Because, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Next time you hear it now, think... everyone, all three of you will hear it now and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The vocals think... sitting on top of the mix, they're not in the mix. Right. I think that's one of the worst things you've said. Say that again, Matt. Cut out a little bit. Say I, that again. I think that's one of the worst things you've said. Yeah, it is one of the worst I, things you've I, said. I've put that up with the... Uh, was it Mount Erie? Yeah. That's <laughs> one, of, one of the... Just as bad. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's okay. I'll take it. If Nick's you want to be abusive, wrong, that's fine. Can. But no, I, I, I didn't think it was that great for that reason. Yeah, so even though the vocals were very strong. So, Okay, right. next one. We're going to move on to the next question. I'm going to start this time. Yep. Because it's, cool. it's the one where we get to be miserable, so I thought I'd go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this question will be, what, which would be the most upsetting winner for, for each of us individually? So I'm well, going to go first. now. So despite how much I dislike the King Cruel album, there's a, one album that I think would be more upsetting winner, and that's Who Built the Moon by Noel Gallagher's High-Flying Birds. Um, now... <laughs> Sam's just gone wide-eyed at that comment. Most people <laughs> will know that I... My first ever gig was Oasis. I've been a massive fan of Oasis. I've been a fan of Noel's previous albums, but one reason, the the least offensive reason I think Noel would be the worst winner is because I like this prize because it sometimes takes people's careers to a new level, does something new for them. The second reason is because this is an absolute dog turd of an album. <laughs> it is absolutely terrible. I mean, coming from someone who grew up on Oasis, I just think this album is beyond embarrassing. Um, I think he's tried to make a little change of direction for pretty much the first time in his career, but he's just ended up with a cheesy, cliched mess. Um, It makes Glenn Hansen lyrics from an earlier episode look poetic and nuanced. Um, (laughs) The song She Taught Me How to Fly has a cliche in every single line of the whole song. And probably the most enjoyable song for me, which is called Be Careful What You Wish For. I mean, not cliched at all. Um, sounds like it was written over the track that a keyboard would give you if you put it on the guitar setting. It, I mean, I have been learning guitar for about two months, and I think I could nail that song and maybe do a better better job of it. So, so yeah, I'm sorry, Noel. I've been a huge fan. I hope you don't listen to this because I love you, but this album's terrible. Now that is possibly. That's possibly a winner in the sense that you just timed it one minute thirty. You had one minute thirty. Yeah. You spoke one minute thirty and. Completely slaughtered the album. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay, who's next on that one? So we're going to Matt next. Okay, Matt, you have one minute, 30 okay. seconds. Cool. And you um, start, time starts now. Now? Okay. So I'm going to pick Arctic Monkeys. And it's not for anything really new to say compared to like what we talked about in the uh, last episode. But 
I think if you're going to win this prize twice, you should have something special. And I always think... Yeah, I can see that. If, um, if you're going to win this prize, it should be your best album. And this is their worst album. So I, I just don't get how they could win, but I do, like, Nick's points about how it's different and it's critically, like, a lot of critics liked it a lot. I could see it potentially going that way. And that, compared to some of the others, this actually has a realistic chance of winning. So that's one of the reasons I picked it. Um, and I, like I said before, I'm excited by the fact that they're trying new stuff. I just don't think this album is the album that they've figured stuff out. I think in the future they might come up with something cool. But this album is an experiment and an experiment that didn't work. It's like that weird mouse with the ear on the back. It just doesn't doesn't look good. Um, and yeah, they're just not using the band either. It is a it's a solo record, as far as I'm concerned, and not a good one. So that's how I feel about the Arctic Monkeys. And I yeah, I will be very sad if some of the they overlook some of the other really good albums. For, Okay, your time is up. We are both timing on point there. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Right. Well timed, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we could, because we're having problems with uh, Matt's recording, and I only heard the last line of what. No, I didn't really. We heard more than that. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so that's one for Noel Gallagher, one for Arctic Monkeys, and we're going to go to Nick for his most, uh, most okay. upsetting winner. Okay. Starting now. Okay, so I would have a really obvious choice of the Arctic Monkeys would be really, really upsetting, but I just think that's too too obvious. So I've decided to go with Noel Gallagher as well, like Fran. <laughs> um, I thought this this would be um, incredibly disappointing if this album wins. Uh, I, I will say, though, that I've never been a fan of Noel Gallagher or Oasis. Um, I've, ne- I've never done anything I've liked. But um, this album, uh, I've just written down, throwaway, bombastic, rubbish, was my summary of the whole album. Um, and... Really, it's quite amazing to me how many cliches he managed to cram into every single song. There are lyrics like, she fell, she fell right under my spell, which is <laughs> profound, you know, it really, really moves me. Um, and some of, the songs, some of the songs sound like status quo as well, which is not a, not a good thing in my opinion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's also really, really badly recorded. It sounds so muddy and, and like, lost in, in reverb, and I just can't pick it. It's not clear. And, and for somebody who writes anthems, and that's what he really is focused on, this has got no anthems in it that I can tell. This is, and I, I will say, though, to be fair on the guy, I wouldn't really like it if he did do anthems. I'm not really an anthems fan. But he's just failed in even his own criteria for what success is, I think. I can't believe he thinks he should win this, let alone anybody else. So no, he probably doesn't think. Not he my, not my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's nothing redeeming about it. Five, four, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not even going to go to the on there. Um, I think the first question after we've all talked about our most upsetting winner is going to go to Sam because he's not looked that pleased while we've been talking about Noel Gallagher. But, but still, um, Sam hasn't done his yeah. most. Uh, no, I mean after that. After that, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to sure, Sam straight sure. away. But first of all, Sam, what's your what will upset you the most? Fit one, go. Um, well, I. Before this, I always, when I'm doing the Mercury Prize, I always rank all of the things anyway. Um, so there's three at the bottom that I really did not like. Um, obviously, you could tell Arctic Monkeys yeah. from last time. Um, I'd also mention the Novelist album. I really, really didn't like that, but we'll cover that in a minute. Mm. Um, because nothing is as bad as that King Cruel album. And I, I still haven't recovered from the fact that you made me listen to it. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was my fault. I think it was me. It was me. I, so. I, I just, it's, I still, 
one day I, I'm at the point where I still don't think I've actually listened to that album. Like every time I'd gone back, it would be, I'd be forcing myself to, uh, no other album on this shortlist did I have to force myself mm. to listen to and force myself to go, I could be doing anything else but listening to this. <laughs> and I, I, I think also because, because he would be an, an actual chance of winning as well, that makes it, it worse um, because the idea of actually seeing this album win and then lots of people go and listen to it and then go, why is this one? <laughs> Um, it's quite a scary thought. Um, so, yeah. It actually scares you. I love by, it. By far the worst on the list and not, should not win. Stop getting so close to the end of the time of people. Perfect well, before, before <laughs> I ask Sam about Noel Gallagher, I'm going to just come back on the King Cruel thing because that was obviously my second choice. Um, I think why I didn't go for it is, again, what I said about even though I don't really want his career to be launched, <laughs> I would rather... <laughs> I'd rather him win it than Noel. And I think even Noel would say that in a way, because what's the point in Noel Gallagher winning this prize right now? Yeah. I mean, especially for... Although it's got to be about quality, hasn't it? That, I, I know what you're saying, but that's why Radiohead never win it, I think. Yeah. That's the logic of Radiohead never winning yeah. it. And Radiohead's albums have been better than other albums who've won it before. Yeah, so what I did when I chose my most upsetting one, I was separate the two worst quality right. albums and decide which one would upset me the most, and it would be right. Noel. But I want to go well, to I Sam think, now. And I, I, I like Noel as a person from what I see yeah. him on interviews now. I think he must know. He oh, must no, no, know. I don't think he'll want to win. I don't yeah, think he doesn't he want to win this. No. And nor, nor no. does he think his album's any good if he's got any sense. Come oh, on. no, if... if Sam, tell us what you think of Noel. Um, well, I have on my sheet and in in order the albums. Yeah. And the Noel Gallagher record is actually probably my second favourite on the list. Wow. And wow. I know that sounds ridiculous. Are you sure your list isn't upside down? There was only a few of the albums that I actually hadn't heard before. Um, and I I've been a big fan. Um, my my um, my partner David, um, he's huge Oasis, huge No Gallagher fan, was a huge fan. Um, and so we've been to see him twice now. We went to see him earlier this year. On this um, album as well? For this album, right. which I, I think shame. is my favourite of his three solo albums. And yeah. I don't know if anyone else has actually listened to any of Yeah, I've listened ones. to all three of them. Um, I like nope. the first one. The other two, it's been a steady decline <laughs> That's for me. just like, nope. I think, I think all three are great. And I personally really liked that on this album, he sounded like... He kind of unabashedly went, I'm not going to try and just sound like myself anymore. I'm going to pull from all of these other influences. And it's funny that you say something like, it sounds like status quo. (laughs) I think that's intentional. I don't think that's like an accident. I think he's he's pulling from... Yeah. He's pulling from all it's of these, tragic. Like, I think that he has but tried to do it. He's from... tried to do that. He's gone sixties. He tried to take. He's tried to make a change in his di- in his direction, and it just has he's... failed. I, I personally really like it. I think <laughs> there's some really great songs on What's there. What's your favourite? And Black and White Sunshine is my favourite okay, so song. As long as on you it. don't say uh, um, cliche, cliche, whatever it was called. And but <laughs> she like, taught me how to cliche. <laughs> there's the song on it, Holy Mountain. Holy Mountain. That's he, the one. He wrote that and said. The reason he released it as the the single from the album is because his kids loved it right. and they used to sing it all the time. And See. he went, "This this will be great for that generation." He knows that it's not. So sorry, how old are his kids? Like really young. Like, exactly. So this is, is an album. This is not an album for they're still, still fetuses. Just think, I, I don't. <laughs> I do not think it should win the Mercury yeah. Prize. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it. I was. When they announced the nominees, it was the most surprised yeah, of yeah, everyone. Yeah. I thought, I didn't even think he would even go 
I would like to submit this or whatever, yeah. whatever you need yeah. to do to mm. get on the list. Um, the labels do it for him, I think. I, I, ac- he's I actually thought that Liam Gallagher might have got nominated for it um, mm. after his album was so successful and did quite well critically. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for me, I actually really like it and <laughs> I really liked it when I went to see him right. play these songs Was it a live. big surprise to hear two people saying um, it was the, the I worst? Just, I'm surprised on this <laughs> list with some of the... Yeah. Some of the albums, but I. Yeah. Anyone got right. any comeback on any of the others? I mean, I don't think there's much to say to Matt about Arctic Monkeys. I think he's. Um, we no. all heard that last yep. time. Yeah. I, 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 I would. I wouldn't be upset to see it win. I would in a little way in that they're they're already a huge band, but it wouldn't upset me too much. Um, and then yeah, the others were both Noel Gallagher and King Cruel. Yeah, I don't think any of us loved it, did we? So let's move on to the nope. last question nope. for okay. now. So the last question is, what was your favourite discovery while listening to this list? And I'm going to start with Mr. Nicholas Parker. Okay. Go. My biggest uh, discovery of this was... <laughs> I can't even bring myself, I believe I'm going to say this. Florence and the Machine. What? Um, wow. <laughs> you hate Florence and the Machine. <laughs> you see? You see? So um, uh, let me just... I've got a few moments to say why. I think, um, lyrically, this album was interestingly... Uh, complex and I kind of got was drawn into some of the narratives she was telling about like the one about where she's driving across the city and her old neighbourhoods and looking at the places that she grew up and, and the sort of dreams she had at the time that kind of thing I thought all that was really uh, was much more interesting than I was expecting and I was able because I was forced to by this playlist this is one of the reasons I do this to get past some of the things I really have a problem with about the band, which I still do have a problem with, which is her actual singing voice is almost unbearably warbly. It drives me <laughs> insane. I cannot stand it the way she does this huge, bombastic, like, tra-la-la all the way through the songs unnecessarily. It's, it's, it's incredibly irritating. And, and it was just really good to see that there was some depth in it, in the songwriting, but sad in a way as well to see that that was offset by the fact that she was actually singing over in a way that was quite off-putting. Um, so, yeah, it, that's how I warmed to it, but it, I was still basically uh, not in love with it, but it was still a big surprise because I, I was shocked in myself, as everyone else is as well, that I even got into it at all. So, I'm surprised you even listened to it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. And I've, just, I've just spoken a little bit, so I can just do that. But, um, okay, cool. That's, that's, that's good. We'll comment more at the end. Uh, I'm going to go to Sam now. Your best discovery while listening to the list. Um, go. Yeah, we mentioned it before. Um, my best discovery was Nadine Sharp. Um, okay. I think that's, <laughs> as I mentioned before, um, there was only a few on the, on the list that I hadn't listened to um, before. Um, but I just, I just found the whole story of the record really interesting. And um, it was, it's a politically charged record that still manages to feel very personal. And um, and it's n- nothing's too um, too big in the sense of it's not trying to tell any of these um, it's not trying to tell this overall like political message. It's more how those things affect an individual and how it affects real people. And I've really enjoyed that. Um, I found her kind of performance on it really interesting and really different to most of the stuff I would listen to. Um, and on this sort of list, it, I can totally see why you'd want her to win. Um, and I think the album would be a great winner um, 
for all of those reasons. Um, so it's one. It's probably one of the few, the only ones that I probably go back to mm. the, of the new ones right. that I've listened to. Um, so yeah, for me definitely fantastic. Great. I'm very happy to hear all of that. So we'll um, we'll go to. I'm going to go to Matt now. Same question, Matt. Cool. Favorite discovery? Go. Uh, my favorite discovery was the Sons of Comet. Um, I thought it was a really interesting fusion of styles. Um, and I really loved the, kind of the mood it established throughout the album. And I loved the, the concept of the album of just like refuting our reptile queen and <laughs> instead naming all the tracks after like women that he uh, idolized. And I, I, I've been a fan of this guy unknowingly for a while because I liked one of his other bands, Melt Yourself Down. Um, and I, I like started listening to this and was like, this sounds very familiar. And then I had to Google and then I found out it was the same guy. So he, but this is his personal project as opposed to him being in a band. Um, and so he's like the, the saxophonist in it. Um, and I just thought the, the rhythms were really like interesting and complex, but they weren't disorienting. Like say with like King Crawl, the rhythm in it is like just all over the place to the point that it's just almost trying to confuse you. This, I felt like it was like real fun and uh, engaging. And I, I've been doing a lot of writing recently and it's for me, it's perfect music to listen to because it's, it's always there and it's driving me on the entire time um, without being distracting. Um, and I, the, my favorite song is, uh, my queen is the Mammy Phipps Clark. It was very Scar-like. There's a lot of elements of the specials I could see in it. It had like a... Oh dear! Done. We're enjoying it though. Toad. Way over, yeah. but but you know, you you could have gone for another minute then. I think, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, I really like this album. I'm gonna. I'll, I'm, I would like to talk about that album after my my um, favorite discovery. It's not that one, but that that came pretty close. Okay, so your time begins now. Okay, well we've already heard what Sam thinks of this one, but my favorite discovery was uh, "Novelist Guy" by Novelist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a potential, a couple of potential answers for me. I mean, there was a few. I'd, even when I say Discovery, some of them are just albums by bands I hadn't heard for a long time and stuff. But um, now I've been hearing about novelists for quite a long time. He's, he's always mentioned as a grime artist, and I think that's fair classification. But I just enjoyed how he had some like really dirty-sounding hip-hop beats on this album. I've not heard much like that for a long time. I think songs like Dot, Dot, Dot and Whole Nine Yards are just really intense songs that I can imagine be really amazing live and, and, and a lot of fun. But there's also a really great storytelling element and a good political weight. Um, the song Stop Killing the Mandem is probably the ultimate example of this for me. It's a really strong song about the killing of young black men, young black men across the globe, but also sounds like a party tune, um, which I think will appeal to quite a wide audience. Um, songs like Gangster and Afro Pick, he tells the story of how he pulled himself back from like a life of crime and how he's trying to show another way of success to fans, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so yeah, in general, I found it a really exciting album, especially given having researched and found that he self-produced the whole thing. He wrote it all himself, and I like that there's no guests, which is rare on a hip-hop album. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a far from perfect album. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say it is. There is a few tracks that are weak. I think it's a you can tell it's an early album. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised to see it win, but I'll be watching his career. I like him. I'm done. That was good timing. I keep, I'm good at this minute and a half. Yeah, I can't good. do two minutes, but minute and a half, I'm great. Um, right, so we've got so a few we can talk through on of yeah, those, I think. I think what I've got to start with, if people don't mind, is what the fuck, Nick? 
about Florence, Florence and the, and the Machine. Machine. I know. Yeah. I know. I've always hated Florence <laughs> and the Machine, and I still hate Florence and the Machine, as I said, for the reasons that I always hated her in the past. But this time, I gave it enough time to get past that and hear what she was saying, and I was it was actually quite interesting. I mean, I even said to you before we when we put the playlist or oh, and the you know, we started talking about doing this episode that yeah. my favourite thing about doing this episode that was you were going to have to listen to Florence and Michelle and Noel Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. And you've used both of them for answers, but... Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you what I think of Florence while we yeah, move around. I'm a, I'm a fan of Florence. I've always been a fan of Florence. Um, she's consistent. She's good at what she does, which is what she's done on this album. But I do not understand why this album is shortlisted for this prize. It's doing nothing new for her. Um, it's... It's standard Florence Fair and actually a bit more boring than some of her albums. I think there's not as much there's not as much variation. So I like it and I'll listen to it again, but compared to her other stuff, I mean it, it didn't do it for me. So I'm surprised to hear you choose that. Well I'm not I'm not choosing over yeah. any other because I don't know the others well enough. But I also I'm like voice off putting I couldn't bear to listen to them. I like that you've chosen <laughs> it because she's you know, what you say about her lyrical content and that is, is completely true. So it's mm. good I'm glad yeah. to hear but she I'm, should be a songwriter. Yeah. Other people should sing her songs. That'd be great. No, no. She's an incredible performer. <laughs> yeah. I think she's one of my favourite performers okay. like, of anyone. Mm. Um, and I, I absolutely love Florence. And um, personally, I think this is her weakest album. Um, mm. It's her most... It's weirdly personal in terms mm. of, like, and very small in, in some parts. Yeah. Um, and she goes into detail on things. She's... Um, she's usually very very abstract and like avant-garde with her songwriting and she's talking about even if she's talking about very specific things she does it in a way where it's very big and yeah there's elements of that on stuff like big god and stuff that, that's the song about someone not texting her back mm. and it's this insanely huge like pop song with like choirs and like all this drama, um, but then there's other stuff like um, it's not a production I have a problem with. I will say though, just to interject for a second, no, no, it's, no. I, I don't like. For example, the Everything Everything is a band which has huge production and a really idiosyncratic voice, which some people find really off-putting. So I can see how there's a lot in the similarities in that. It's just that his voice, I've managed to get past that. I can now enjoy what I he's just, doing. I her voice, it, I just cannot take see, it. It just drives me up the to wall. To me, that's all part of it, of her sound, and mm. it, it wouldn't. I don't think it would make sense without her mm. sounding like that. Mm. Um, Do you think some of what you're saying is why she's been shortest at the time? They're like, this is like more know. personal. You know, I, the songs about we've all got a hunger and talking about. Yeah, I think The End of Love kind of is thing. one of her best songs. Yeah. I really like Sky Full of Song as well. I thought that was good. Yeah, and I personally, it's not, it's my least favourite of her albums. Mm. Um, but, um, and for those reasons and for the way that it's not a huge departure, um, you can see why. Um, it probably shouldn't have been nominated and I was a mm. bit surprised um, mm. I think it's similar to how when um, when like the XX got nominated again and you you think it's not really that different mm. to before and what is the prize for but and still amazing I'm looking at it from now I'm looking at it I still love I, I, I love this album as well yeah, it's, yeah. it will be and is already my most listened of any of the albums on this right. shortlist um, and um yeah, I'm amazed that you... Yeah, I know, that is pretty amazing. Nick. What about you, Matt? Any yeah. thoughts on Florence? I, it, for me, it was boring. And I felt like she was trying to write these, yeah, like these kind of personal songs, but trying to make them stadium anthems at the same time. Yeah. Kind of just, like, confusing and didn't engage with it at all. Right. Like, she's written good stuff in the past, but I, I, really, I 
be honest, I haven't really stuck with her since the first album. Yeah. It's none of none of it's really connected since that. I want to talk about novelist for a minute, actually, if I, if you don't mind me interjecting about that. Yeah, go. Um, I, I was uh, not impressed with novelist really, and um, felt like it was. Um, it felt like a second division player of this genre that I don't know that well, but just felt like it was another, just doing something that had already been done from from this genre. And some of the, um, I, it seemed to be short of ideas as well. I, I thought particularly the song dot dot dot. Um, was particularly weak example because it, it just felt like it was. It's like he had nothing to say. Like, yeah. am I, I wrong? think it's yeah. a mix. For me, it's a mix of songs that do have do have something to say, and there's quite a few that do, and then and then some that come in and are more. You know, it's a, at the end of the day, this is a, a party genre. It's a which is I do find it in some well, ways unusual. So everything, everything now. That's a party album it's not that those, has complicated you, lyrics nobody would, something. nobody would go to a party and put everything, everything on. I'm sorry, they wouldn't. That'd be the miserable <laughs> fucking party you could ever go. It's a great album, but no. Whereas Novelist is the kind of music that I think appeals to... The, the genre that it's in, you will hear some albums where that's purely about guns, women, cars, and this isn't that. This is mm. someone using the same genre and, and mixing it up and talking about different things. And I think... I don't think like when I when I said what's the most my most exciting discovery. I don't like I said, I don't think it's a perfect album by any means, but mm. I will follow him because I think it's an interesting album. I think he's doing stuff that I don't see in a lot of UK hip hop and grime. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did. I don't think it's amazing, and I wouldn't want it to win, but I I did enjoy it. Okay, I don't. Sam was. I think, I think compared the thing is is it's obvious that you're going to compare it to the previous grime mm. Mercury nominees, and I think. The last few years, and um, the likes of Ske- the Skepta mm. album, Stormzy's album, they were both incredibly good. Um, and even even the Jay Huz album, at least I felt with him, at least he was trying something different. And mm. this, I just couldn't get the whole album just sort of melded into one. Um, I don't mm. feel like he, even those songs that you're picking out, and mm. um, I. I couldn't tell you how the yeah. actual song goes, or um, I fa- and I actually dot dot dot. That's how it yeah, was. Yeah, I, I found <laughs> that, that I found that a lot of it was actually quite dull. It is repetitive. That, that I'll give you that. <laughs> I I really like grime, and it's like it, it's always exciting and it's always mm. interesting, and I, it, I just didn't get any of that from right. it. Um, yeah. Well, that's all right. You can both be wrong. I'm taking okay. Matt. Matt sounds I, like he's similar opinion. I have a similar. Yeah, I reckon I could take half the tracks and just put it in an old Lethal Bizzle album, and it would fit. Oh, Lethal Bizzle. Yeah. And they're, they're like, to me, I like some of that because it reminds me of when I like first got into grime. Yeah. But the genre has been elevated and he had, is still kind of following, I guess, what he was listening to, but not his peers, I think. Well, I think that that's one of the things I kind of like about it as well as that it is back to the roots yeah, in some ways. And I think that's not always a bad thing. I mean, I've, even though I've just slagged Noel Gallagher off for going back to the 19... 19- 50s mm-hmm. um i think novelist goes back to some of the well and maybe that's my age and stuff but the some of the ground that's out now including skepta and um stormzy, stormzy i couldn't really get into whereas novices i could there was a bit more to it for me but mm-hmm. yeah i do get the i do get the criticisms um anyway so sons right. of kemet any other opinions on some sons of kemet because i was a big fan of that as well i liked um, it I yeah liked it. yeah i liked it it wasn't like the standard jazz album that i kind of thought would be nominated for the Mercury. I thought it was really interesting. I think if the opening song, um, which I can't remember the name of, and the closing one, which is um, your 
Queen is Doreen Lawrence. I think if there was more songs like those yeah. throughout on throughout the album, it would have come closer to being in the top few for me. Because like the one, the last one particularly when he's talking about, um, I don't want to take my country back. I want to move my country forward. Um, just great. I can imagine playing it, turn up in an EDL march and playing that as loudly as I could in their faces <laughs> and really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, Sons of Chem, it was great. I was pleasantly surprised with that one. Um, what else do we have? Well, we've not talked about it altogether. What was yours? No, what was Sam's? I um, think Nadine Shaw. Nadine Shaw. Yeah, so we've yeah. kind of so talked about Nadine Shaw. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. All right. We'll, we'll run through briefly what's left and just get a little... We've got to be super quick, I think. We should, yeah. we should see if we can do like the, the one-two liner on these. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's only four albums we haven't touched on. Okay. Or three, maybe. Anyway, one we talked about last time. Everything is recorded. Yep. Um, I will say that it's probably my second favourite on this list and it grows on me all the time. Anyone yeah. else want to put anything on that one, or have we covered that? Uh, mm-hmm. Same as I said before. Great. Yeah, same as yeah. I said before. It's not. It's not a coherent album for me, but it's well, lots of good songs. That's as simple as that. Cool. I want a punchy response, a nice. tweet length response, tweet length. All right, Lily Allen. No shame. Anyone? Uh, it's, yeah, for, for me, it. it was a return to form slightly. Um, not all the way. First two albums are great. Mm. Probably should have been Mercury nominated. Third one was absolutely horrendous. This one's <laughs> in between. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, actually, I would say I would say I respect the fact that she had some. I don't know much of other work, but I respect the fact she had some honest sort of lyrics, yeah. lyrical basis for the songs, which I thought was yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, uh, it was musically pretty flat though. I don't I, nothing really engaging in it to me. So I, I, that's why it's kind of washed over me. Matt, um, I, yeah, I think similar. It's very, it's a super uneven album. There's some actually some songs that are as good as her first songs but yeah also some absolute trash on there <laughs> um, yeah like when she's honest she's at her best yeah yeah some of that similar opinions on it i've got i've got a bit of a soft spot for lily allen that i think she's she's makes good pop tunes and she's an interesting person but for me there's a little bit too much throwaway stuff here there's a few really good songs but then when she does like the dancehall songs and stuff like that, it's just a bit too stereotypical for me. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a standard dancehall that she's put a, a lyric on top of, which didn't work. But when she does like songs like Free, they worked. Um, That's about all you're allowed because we had one minute thirty on the ones we really wanted to talk about. You can't, you can't <laughs> be doing like, like three lines, lines, man. <laughs> I know. That's too right, much. we've only got one left. We've only got one left. Uh, Visions of a Life by Wolf Alice. Um, anyone? Matt. First album was better. Much, much better. First album was one of my favourite albums of that year. This okay. was too sprawling, not as tight, not as rocking. Okay, I would say uh, a couple of weeks ago I watched a YouTube programme about Britpop from the 90s and this band really wished they were on it, but they weren't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's all I'll say. Sam? I literally, I knew of Wolf Alice, obviously, but I'd never actually listened to anything Same. there. So I genuinely didn't know what they sounded like. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I quite enjoyed it. Um, and I probably would go back and listen to the first one if you say that's better. Um, yeah. But I found the really heavy tracks a bit too intense compared mm. to the really, I think, the great pop rock songs that were on there. Yeah. I feel like they're a pop band that think they want to be really heavy rock <laughs> it doesn't really work right I'm with Sam on this one um, I think this album's actually still growing on me I'd ask you to come back to me in, 
in a week and ask yeah. what I think about it again. I will still listen to it. I think there's a couple of great songs, uh, beautifully unconventional and formidable, cool in particular. Um, and yeah, like you say, they weren't what I expected of them. I was expecting a sort of folk rock band and there's more to them than that. I like it, but... More dated and generic. No idea yeah. what you're talking about when you say <laughs> Britpop. There's nothing Britpop about them at all. That's they they wish they could be like one of those indie rock bands from the 90s Nick and they failed. So Britpop and George Smith, you've just got you've just got so much wrong today that it's. I feel <laughs> like you should retire. I'm feeling happy with my decisions, Fragment. <laughs> so. Right. All right. That's that. That's us. So that's the Mercury Prize. It's on on um, the 20th of September. Do you want me to mention who the um, yeah the odds? yeah odds? Favor. Oh, yeah odds on favourite is. I, I'm surprised that there's a couple near the top, and the top one is Nadine Shah. Ah, is it? Wow. Sons of Kemet seems to be quite high as well. Wow, really? Which really Ooh. surprises me. I mean, that means um, they won't win, just to put your hands on it. Yeah, 20 days King before. Cool as well is quite high. Yeah, yeah. I can see um, that winning. I could, yeah. But, yeah, I'm surprised. What was one. lowest, do you know? Um, I can double check. I mean, we'll, we'll need to riff in between while he double checks. Um, <laughs> let's all guess. The lowest is Novelist and No Galga. Right, the ends. Okay. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought you guys might have thought I only listened to the end. Seems I chose Noel Gallagher, novelist, and Nadine Shaw in my in my answers, but <laughs> I didn't. I listened to the whole playlist. I promise. Okay. Glad right. to hear it. I think that's us. So thanks for listening. Um, thanks we again to Sam for a second. Yeah, time thanks in. Sam. Glad um, to be here. Our, our yeah. very, very, yes. very special guest. Yes. And our very, very special. And episode. we'll be back with our normal playlist in a few weeks' time. Yeah. See you soon. Oh, bye. Bye.